Welcome back to the Kingdom Creatives Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Flavia Beswick. And guess what? This week, we have Pastor Jovan White with us. And I'm so happy that you could be here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Flavia, <laughs> for having me. It's just a joy to be on Kingdom Creatives. Yeah, I love Definitely. <laughs> so... We are going to get right into it, but first of all, we're going to do a little icebreaker. So, question to you. If you were to choose a song that accurately describes how you feel right now, which song would that be and could you share a line with us? Wow, what song, what song? <laughs> wow, that's a good one. Ah, uh, wow. So many songs um, that I love so much. What song would that be? Um, wow, wow, wow. I think that Joy, Down in My Soul, Fashion Mitchell. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the verse now, but I know the chorus. Uh, Do you get me joy down deep in my soul? Yeah, that, that one. I like it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's actually the song I'm, I'm working with my praise team for a crusade that's coming up. So I've been into that. It's like being playing my head over and over and over and over again. Yeah. 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 Let's get into it. Tell us about your journey. How did you end up in pastoral ministry and how did you end up in music ministry? Right. So let's go back to um, the music side. The music side before I get right. to It's a very interesting journey. Uh, my mother is a, was a music teacher for many years and she matriculated to be a principal and education officer. So being a music teacher, she went to the great Enamanli College of Israelites right. and um, Jamaica. And this was a very interesting part of, of my journey. So as a little boy, you know, age six, age five, mommy's going to Enamanli, she's studying uh, music education. And so she'll carry myself, my brother, to Enamanli with her. So Enamanli was like a wonderland for me, yeah. for us as boys, <laughs> because we're walking up and down, you know, you know, boys giving trouble. Mommy's like, stay right here. She's gone to the class and we're just wandering. But everybody knows this is why it sucks. So I'm, I'm wandering around and that opened up my mind to the different aspects of music. You know, in the morning, you have the rest of parents and the drums and then you move these to the dancers and then you hear different styles of music. So yeah. while we were up, you know, you know, growing up past this family, but Mommy exposed us to different forms of music, especially the cultural forms, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the ska and the, you know, the reggae and the, and the mento rhythm. So while we were conservative, I, I always say we were conservative because <laughs> believed in the cultural form of our music. And so that opened up my mind to so many things. So mommy saw that we were interested in music, myself and my brother, um, Levon, showed up to Levon. Um, he lives in New York, and so we would go to piano lessons at age five. So that's where it started, age five, age six, piano lessons, um, learning to play the scales and doing the different um, theories. We did theory up to grade five. My brother stopped playing the, key, the piano because he had a lot of hits on. We, we were schooled oh, by no, old, we know that <laughs> old school lady from England. So <laughs> once you're messing up with the theory, with those scales, it's going to hit your head. And he, he didn't like that. So, <laughs> I don't know, Flavia, if, if you know what I'm talking about. I, I'm, I've been there. <laughs> right. So I kept, I, I kept, mommy was, mommy was always laughing that maybe, maybe her name was Mr. Dixon. 
Maybe she likes it more than Levon. I don't know. But, but I, I seem to get it good and Levon didn't like it. So he stopped and he went to the guitar like you. Mm-hmm. So he plays the guitar. He plays the guitar. So all of us as children, we, we grew up in the Seventh Heavens Church and we all put our, our styles of music you know, in ministry in different ways. So, so, you know, we would sing together. My brother was playing the guitar. I was playing the keyboard. And my mother was one that believed in music development or music can inspire persons or music can develop you as an individual that was disciplined. And, and she was all for exposing talent. So that's where it started in the church, but then the mandate was, was a big form to be part of playing in my development. And so how did you make the transition? I mean, and I know your love for music because yeah. I knew <laughs> I knew you from when you were in the acapella group. Right, right. So right. I'm used to that side of you, but how how did you make the transition from just appreciating music to actually being a recording artist? Right. So the transition came okay, so leaving leaving, you know, prep school going to um, Kingsway Prep School, learning more about music. I um, went to Michael College and learned. I, I was in the music program there and the and the language program. And that's mm-hmm. where I realized, hey, I have some talent, you know. I realized first I started saying, you know, you can sing and you can, you know, I was on the saxophone. I was playing a violin at the time. Funny enough, I was playing a violin at the time. My mom pushed us to play different instruments. Didn't like the violin because, you know, you got to lean your head this way. Um, so <laughs> so <laughs> that, that didn't stay too long. But, um, at Michael College, I recognized my, my love for the vision for the, for the arts. So I was involved in acting, in the choir there, and so forth. Um, when I when I decided to do um, ministry, you know, incorporating my music ministry with my pastoral ministry was two life-changing experiences. The first one was when I was in my last year at Michael God transformed my life. I was trained, you know, you know, music carries a different place in the dancehall music, got in my ears, you know, the reggae, all kinds of stuff. And I found myself drifting out in the world, going to sessions, going to all kinds of secular events. And one of the secular events I went to, one of my friends, he was at a dancehall session. We were there. You know, the devil finds finds work for idle hands. And when you are gifted, the devil will try to distort your anointing. And let me say this to many gospel artists who are listening. You can be gifted, but not anointed. Mm. Being gifted is wonderful, but the real, the real source of inspiration and the real source of winning souls is when you're anointed. And I I recognize my giftedness, but I didn't find, I I wasn't anointed. Far from Mm -hmm. it. So I got distorted. I got caught up in the music of the world. My friend got stabbed beside me in a dance hall club. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was dancing some girl, very flashy guy. Um, the guys around, you know, there was a dog man in the dance. So, you know, the person who watch internationally, you know, we call it the ghetto, a bad man, you know, those dog men, those guys who run the, the corner, they say Jamaica. And he, he was he was dancing one of those girlfriends from that guy. And, you know, he caused, he caused a problem, an altercation, and he got stopped and shot beside me. And I remember the guy was about to shoot me too, because I was a friend of the, you know, my friend came, I came to my friend. And yeah. somehow I ran away, but it was running away from the you know, shooting was happening. When we came up, we, we tried to help my friend to hospital, but unfortunately, you know, he died. But God used that experience. You know, the Bible says, all things work together for me. God used that experience to wake me up. Unfortunately, my friend died, but it woke me up. So, hey, what are you doing in this kind of secular environment? 
I, I called you for ministry. So I was on my way from Michael College thinking of, of law, didn't give me the doing law, but God said, no, you're going to recommit your life and you're going to do theology. And that's why I ended up at NCU. That's Making amazing. that transition. Yeah, it's just amazing. So at NCU, I got caught up with Shahaye. At that time, it was Ayami Choir. Shahaye mm-hmm. Choir, which is still, still there at NCU Northern Korean University. We, I was also involved in the acapella music, which is where you found me, you know, bass and yeah. bass. <laughs> I, I love acapella. And that catapulted me into, into gospel recording music. Now, there's a guy called K. Anthony. I met K. Anthony at school. He was, you know, my senior. He was on the mm-hmm. choir, but he had most of the lead parts at that time. So we were new, we knew this, we were new, new on the <laughs> choir. And he's, he wrote a song called Send Me a Song. And that, oh. that inspired me because I, I, but for my knowledge, he was one of the first Adventists from, you know, from years University that he wrote his own song. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he was just doing great things with that song. And that inspired me to write. Um, so much to say, but that, that, that was one of the experiences that got me on a pastoral ministry track. Left ministry, got involved, no, sorry, left NCU, got involved in full-time pastoral ministry. And um, I don't know if you have the time, so much, <laughs> so much to say. But, but let me say this, let me say this. What really made me think about becoming a, a solo gospel artist? Because I was always involved in playing instruments, saxophone, keyboard, and acapella groups. Um, when I, when I was, the last one I was, was Axe, and I recognized that it would be difficult to, to be a part of Axe and be a pastor because you know, practice sessions after what I last with my pastoral ministry and they were going to send me some comments to mm-hmm. get my first district. And so the Lord said to me, why don't you write songs? It's time mm-hmm. for you to write songs. But the inspiration wasn't coming. I remember doing a crusade in Manchester. Listen to me carefully, though, please. And we were baptizing people and God was doing great things. I was on top of my game, as we say as pastors. But I did not know who Jesus was for myself. Didn't know Jesus. And you can be in ministry, have, have conviction, but not, no conversion. And it's a dangerous place to be when you, when, you are, when you are a hearer of God's word, but you're not a follower. You hear the word. You're convicted by the word, but there's no conversion. And I was preaching the word of God, talking about no weapons from against me shall prosper. I was yeah. preaching about all these great things from the word of God. We baptized many souls that night, the last night of the crusade, coming from the hills of Manchester, coming in a place called Albion. Those of you who are listening you know um, where that is. Two gunmen came out when I came out of my car, heading towards my gate to open up. I recognized it was it was very dark and the lights were out. Um, I came down about 11.30 in the night. And when I came out to open my gate to turn back, two gunmen came on me. Two gunmen. And one put a gun to my head and said, um, in the Jamaican terms, Pastor boy, give me a laptop on your car keys. And um, all I could remember while the gun was at my head, I, I didn't say anything. I was scared. Yeah, I'm being real. <laughs> I was scared. I was like, Lord, in my mind, I was like, Lord, what is this? But yeah. the Holy Spirit said to me, didn't you just say, didn't you just preach some 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 minutes ago that the Lord, the Lord, the Lord's name is a strong tower? Didn't you just preach no weapons formed against you shall prosper? Mm-hmm. The Spirit of God said, said to me, believe what you preach. This is your test. And I remember the Spirit said to me, say the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And I remember saying, the blood of Jesus is against you. And I shouted it louder, 
my neighbors heard me, I saw lights coming on, and he clicked that gun and said, you're gonna, you're, in the Jamaican terms, you're going dead today. That's all I remember yeah. him saying. Um, for those who don't speak the Jamaican language or Jamaican <laughs> vernacular, you know, he was basically saying that I would die today. And he clicked that gun, flavor, nothing came out. I saw mm. like death. I saw like my life flash in front of me, but, but God blocked the bullets. Mm. And I mean, so much to say, through that experience, you know, you know my, my neighbors came up, they were running on the gun makers and who was here. And, um, you know, right about a, a year after that, uh, two years after, the same gunman met him. He, he got caught, you know, went to prison, came back mm. out out of prison because he, he went in for possession of firearm and, you know, other things. And he came out and informed me of the And he said to me, he said to me, you don't remember me, but I remember you. Um, I held you. I was going to call you help. And, you know, imagine you are face to face with this very person yeah. that wanted to take your life. But they're telling you, because we, I went to prison, I found life. I found mm -hmm. new life in Christ. I, I, I came to take your life. But because of the testimony, because God blocked the bullet, I found mm -hmm. new life. In Jesus Christ. Man, I was so happy. He said That's he amazing. found Jesus in prison. Because he was saying to me, you know, how could God block the bullet? The, the, the gun was loaded. But, yeah. but your God blocked the bullet. I need to know this God. And through that testimony, I wrote the song, um, Sing Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And I started to just write songs. Through that experience, God brought songs to me. Sing Hallelujah was one of my songs. My first worship song, Pure, was the first song I ever um, written, produced by German Edwards. And then the songs came until yeah. I came with this beautiful one, released re really, released recently, everything. And so you never I know... I love that one, by the way. Praise the Lord. Thank it. you so much. <laughs> you, you just never know what God can do to direct you. Sometimes in your crucible experiences, you know, the Bible says, bitter to make you better. Sometimes yeah. in your valley moment, the Lord lifts you to a level of victory that you were not expecting. I yeah. was in my valley moment. I was supposed to die. But God yeah. saved my life to bring me to a place where true conversion, mm -hmm. to truly understand and know who this God is. And through my conversion experience, almost like Saul to Paul, yeah. you know, still didn't know God. I was preaching, but still didn't know God. God transformed my life through that near death experience. And I started to write songs. And God said to me, listen, you're going to be a pastor. You're going to be a gospel reform artist. You may not like it, but do it for the kingdom of God. Do it for the kingdom of God. That's where it started. That's where it started. And, and I don't talk a lot. <laughs> that's a powerful story. Yeah. Trust me. And um, I, I love how you mentioned you can be gifted, but not anointed. Not anointed. It's and a dangerous so, place to be. Here's, here's what I want to ask now. What is the difference between a gift, a talent, and what we call a skill? Right, right. What, what would the difference be between these things? Powerful, powerful. Well, okay. To have a gift is something that you... Oftentimes, you know, you're born with, you know, most times you're born with that gift. Um, it's passed down genetically from, you know, predisposed from, from your parents or your parents' parents. I know for, 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 for me, uh, my mom, you know, loved music. Uh, and then she was telling me there are other persons in our family 
that are musically inclined. I'm sure you know Makiri White. You know, he's he's you know, a great drummer. <laughs> he has worked on many projects for me. I, I recently found out um, about a year or two ago that Mr. Fletcher, that teaches bass guitar at Adele Nomadi and plays bass for Shaggy back in the days, he's also related to me. Uh, my oh, second yeah. cousin, my mom's cousin, my, my second cousin. And so, yeah, it's a small, small world. <laughs> so, so I definitely realized that from, and then my, my grandfather is Cuban and he likes music and dancing. Mm-hmm. And so it was passed on. That's a gift. Something that was predisposed, that was passed down genetically to you. And it's your gifts, it's your talent. A skill is something that is um, acquired. You know, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know I could do certain things until after a while, you know, you acquire that skill. Um, mm-hmm. my, my skill, I love, I love music, but God allowed me to acquire the skill of playing the keyboard. And, and then I taught myself the saxophone and different things. Yeah. So, so, but a talent, a talent, you can be a raw talent and you can be a, a learned talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can be a raw talent if you're, you're gifted and you can be a learned talent because of the skills that you learn. Yeah, okay. Right. So so that's I think those three three different um, explanations can help you through that. Yeah. And so how how does the anointing come into it now? Right. So so that's my that's that's where I have this this deep this deep longing of talking to as many gospel artists as I can. Those who will listen, you know, some of us don't want to listen. <laughs> some, some of our gospel artists know, but, but for those who, who are, you know, humble enough to listen and we can share, because I can learn from you. I've learned mm-hmm. from you and you, you, you know, you can learn from me. Those who are willing to share, because this is kingdom building. I like the I like the thing that you have, kingdom creating. It's kingdom building. We're all working together to advance the kingdom of God. And if we're not willing to work together, to grow together, to share and to pray together, you know, yeah. we will lose out on the special anointing that God wants to place on us. So the anointing comes from the Holy Spirit. And if you're not spending time in devotion, if you're not spending time in the Word of God, if you're not asking God daily, like David says, um, create in me a clean heart, renew yeah. right spirit within me, take me not away from thy presence, O God, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Yeah. That's the anointing. That's the anointing. Every day we have to pray, Lord, take not the Holy Spirit's anointing from me, but restore in me the joy of salvation. So to get the anointing, you have to ensure day by day, moment by moment, you, you dwell in the presence of God. You stay planted in His purpose. You know, being planted in His purpose is, is being planted, but your roots are moving through in the Holy Spirit. You're moving, your roots are taking up of refuge in the presence of God. And, and there are many persons that they want to they want to have purpose. They believe in yeah. the purpose, but they don't believe in the planting. Mm-hmm. You know, they want the progress, but they don't want to go through the process. Yeah. It's, a, it's a dangerous <laughs> thing. You want the progress. Oh, I want to be like flavor. Oh, I want to be, I want to be uh, get the Sterling Awards. I want to be, I get a Grammy. From, but but yeah. you have to go through the process. You have to go through the process. You know, I was reading this book, Planted with a Purpose, by um, Peter Jakes, and he was talking about the wine pressing. You know, the grapes are beautiful, but to get to the wine, you have to go through the pressing and the, and the pressing. And many of us, we don't want to go through the pressing. No, it's and I'm so flavored. Yeah, I'm so flavored. <laughs> you know, we want the we want the blessing, but we don't want it. We don't want to be broken to be blessed. But no. we want the blessing. 
we just want the end result. <laughs> yeah, we want the end result. And I'm sure, you can testify, you know, I've seen you grown so well. You're such an awesome talent. And, but it didn't just come overnight. You've been no, through some stuff. And maybe people will be looking and say, hey, I want to be like Flavio. <laughs> And when you decided to explain to them the process mm-hmm. to the progress, they oh my god, really? There must be an easier way. No. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, German Edwards, I mean, this is my first project, first ever project. He spoke to me about this same thing, you know, it's like a big brother to me. He spoke to me about, you know, sometimes I would go to the studio and um we're not doing any work, we're just praying and we're talking about the word of God and he would explain to me some of the things he had been through some of the disappointments yeah. you know first as we'd say that he was not a good singer in his early days according to him and now look where he is now you know what I'm saying so he was explaining to me there's a process you know to get to where you, you gotta put in the work there'll be some pain before you get the game there'll yeah. be some valleys as they say before you get to victory um, so we have to trust the process of what God has in store for us to get to where progress And some people listening might be wondering why I'm talking about this whole talent and gifts and anointing and skill and everything. But the fact is, being talented is not enough. It's, It's not. If you can do the greatest artwork or write the best song, Right. But God is not in the midst of it. Right. It's in vain. That's right. It's in That's vain. Right. I I heard this girl, this young lady, when I was at Edna Manley College. Um, her name is Oshin. When she sang, it was like all the angels just came down and just mm. became her choir. Oh, it oh. might sound like an overstatement, right, but right. it was just amazing. Right, right. I remember one time we had a choir rehearsal and she had one of the leads and she was singing and everybody stopped doing what they were supposed to do. (laughs) Everybody's eyes were on her. And when we asked, how do you do this? Like, how? How is it possible for you to sound this good and do all of those things with your voice? And she was just like, God. (laughs) (laughs) It's as simple as that. God, as long as God is in the midst of it, it will start to transcend barriers that would otherwise have been there. And so um, I want to ask, you know, Jovan, because we're, I don't know how much time we have, (laughs) but um, what advice would you give to somebody who is super talented but they still have this emptiness within. Like they feel like there's something more they should be doing with their gift, but they don't know how to approach it. Uh, that's a very good question. What I would say is the emptiness can only be filled by being in God's presence. And if you're a Christian gospel artist, you know, I'm speaking to Christians now, persons who are moving into that giftedness of, of, of ministry. You know, ministry, you can't give what you don't have. Mm-hmm. You can't show what you don't know. So for you to fill that void and that emptiness, you have to spend more time with the person who give you that 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 special anointing. And so, oftentimes, you know, persons who find themselves in this position, we, we focus so much on the talent, 
and yeah. the and the writing and, and the marketing and all the the, the fluff of ministry and yeah. you don't spend time with the source that would catapult you to where you need to be. And the emptiness will not cease unless you spend some time with the source. And the source is Jesus Christ. Spending less time writing, less time um, on Instagram and marketing and getting everything into place and putting that away and spending time in prayer and in devotion and listening mm-hmm. to the voice of God. I listen to the voice of God. He will pour into you what is missing from your ministry and give you that really joy. I, I talk about David all, all the time. David said, restore in me the joy. And there are many times when David was feeling empty. He was a psalmist. David was a psalmist. He was a preacher. He was a king. But he was also a psalmist. But there are moments in, in, the, in the book of Psalms where David feels empty and he says, Lord, pour in me the joy of your salvation. Don't leave me, Lord. Keep me in your presence because in your presence, there is fullness of joy. So I would say to someone who is to, to, to me today, just spend more time in God's presence. Spend more time with the source, which is Jesus Christ. And I will tell you this, God's favor will put you in places that your gift may never carry you. Your Come favor. On, say that again. <laughs> God's favor will carry it into places that your gift will never take you. Mm, God's favor. God's favor. So the favor will not, not, not be fulfilled if you don't stay in the presence mm-hmm. of the process to be. You know, so it's it's a it's a stage of development in the source, getting God's favor, going through the process, heading to to God's the progress of where your ministry should be. Mm. I can definitely testify about that. And there are many persons who say, "Oh, you're a pastor. Why do why are you, why are you singing? Why am I singing with the saxophone?" I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. the person who you know they will try to distort your the God's favor. They try to distract you, and, mm. and you know from from where God wants your to you to be in terms of your destiny. Well, you yeah. have to know what God has placed in your life. You got to know that you're not by, you're not led by what people say, or you're led by not people's perceptions, but God's purpose. Purpose. Yeah. So you have to be planted with a purpose. If you are not planted, person will say stuff and they'll blow you away. <laughs> You'll be vacillating, you know, like yeah. a ship without a sail. But once you're planted, the Lord will direct your ministry. He'll pour into you what you need to have for the anointing and your favor will carry you to places that your gift will never take you. That's that's profound. Question, have you ever been in a situation where um, you've planned out what you're going to preach Mm. and Mm. this is what you have in mind. You have your title, you have your points and everything and you're ready and then probably on the day God is like um nope (laughs) but it comes off probably better than anything you've ever written have you ever been in that position before? I have I have been in that position so many times even the Friday night before you you've spent so much time you know eating the word as they say the word yeah and and you say okay I'm ready and it may be one of those words that are sensational sensational Mm -hmm. encouraged and in the Friday night, you know, before I go to bed, the spirit says, no, go back upstairs, get back on your knees. And I'm, I'm like, but it's time to go to bed, Lord. I'm tired. Like, I'm, I've done this for two weeks now, working on the sermon. It's in me. It's yeah. in me. I want to I unleash this thing. And the Lord says, no, 
Oh, you're not going to bed. Tell your wife. You pray for you. You pray for your wife. You go right back upstairs. It has happened so many times. And I go back upstairs, and God has turned things around and mm-hmm. said, This is what is supposed to be. And maybe the confirmation comes later. For example, for the Sabbath, you know, just recently at church, I preached a sermon that I did not plan. Um, I was not supposed to preach. Mm-hmm. I canceled. I said, Lord, I don't have a sermon with me. I was not thinking that way. The Lord said, You must always have a word. I said, Lord, I'm going to find a word. And I had a word, and the Lord said, That's not the word to preach. <laughs> and when I preached the word that God gave me, at the end of the sermon, a mother phoned me and said, Pastor, and she called her one of her girlfriends and said, Pastor, you don't know what, what you did to that word. God gave yes. me that word because my sons have been wrestling with the whole idea of some theological problems, evolution, mm-hmm. and so forth. But you brought some stuff out in that sermon that when my, my yeah. son was almost about to sleep and he woke up to what you were about to say and it transformed his life. So, you know, you got to just be led by the Spirit. Um, you can be a gifted preacher, gifted singer, gifted musician, but if yeah. you don't have that anointing on your life, you won't win souls in a very practical way until you stay under that anointing. So every day I say, Lord, keep me under the anointing. Don't let my mm-hmm. failures and my frailties distract me from the destiny that God has in store for me. Keep me under anointing. I was, I know we gotta go, but I was I was watching this guy. He was preaching and he was saying, um, David, David in 2 Samuel chapter 30, thereabout, he, David was saying, Lord, I'm weak. I'm weak. But 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 keep me anointed. Yeah. Wow. I was like, wow, there are many times that we become so weak in our spiritual life, in, in just generally in ministry. But yeah. David says, I am weak. But if I'm anointed by you, I'll still become strong. When I'm weak, you make me strong. So don't take the anointing of my life. Keep me under the anointing. So yes, you're gifted, but pray for that anointing. Gifted, but anointed. Yeah. Powerful. And yes. before we close, I just want you to tell everybody where they can find their music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and of course, you can lead them to the evangelistic series that you have coming up right, before right. the time runs out just let everybody know all right well, you can, can f- get it right you can find me on instagram jovan white music white jovan white white with a y um jovan white music uh, you can find me on instagram facebook jovan white music and of course on youtube jovan white um you can find me there my church is windermere um and emmanuel i have two churches and emmanuel will be wherever you say to you Check out YouTube channels, YouTube churches. Thank you so much, Kendra, for having me. And thanks for being here. This was really informative and fun. Yes. And definitely, we hope to have you back another time. Thank thanks you so for much. sharing. Yes. And I hope everybody who listened was blessed. I know I was. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I was hoping well, that you wear, you wear your hat. I was like, where's I would wear hat? my hat. Yeah, I like to see the hat. I was like, I would have, I would have been wearing hats. We're hats together. Oh no, I'm in the in the process of packing, so all my yeah, stuff are in boxes and stuff. But next time. Next time. Next time. Next time. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Thank you for being a part of another episode of the Kingdom Creators Podcast. Thank you, Pastor Jovan White, for being here. God bless you all. Take care. <laughs> you make a way. Let up your final stay.